In this episode, we serve the tea on women's circles and ceremonies and how they help us heal the sister wounds so we can create meaningful relationships with other women, loving, supportive sisterships. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and solopreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at starlightandmoonbeams.com. So, Christy, what's in your cup this week? Well, in my physical cup, I have the lovely water because it is summer now and it is hot. And I've been drinking water like crazy, which is not a bad thing, right? And in my life cup, in a stage of rest right now, in that kind of phase, it's been a very busy week. The new moon ceremony that we did last Sunday, we learned the importance of play and how we need to let go of seriousness. Right after that, we had our summer solstice ceremony. In between all of that, there's all kinds of other things going on. We just released the newest issue of the magazine. After the summer solstice ceremony the other night, I've just kind of crashed in the last couple days. So I am just really sitting in the energy of rest. So there's the power of play and there's a power of rest. And that's what I'm enjoying right now is just taking some time to just be. And it's so important. So what about you, Belinda? What's in your cup? In my cup, I have my Hufflepuff tumbler. I have ice and a liquid that I don't want to confess is something that shouldn't, but I'm working there. You know, it, so it's been bad. a crazy, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I really have to learn. I said this last episode, like learning to pick my battles. There's been so much going on, so much stress and just things that have been pulling at my energy and at my focus that I was just like, okay, you know, pick my battle. But I will say that I've restricted how much soda that I drink. And then I've been substituting it with water and flavored water. So yeah, that's in my physical cup right now that I've been sipping on. Uh, my life cup, I, I want to say that I'm halfway through kind of all the craziness, but I see a light at the end of this very long tunnel. And so I am excited. <laughs> I am learning just to not so much rest, though I could definitely take a nap. I think that comes with raising a toddler. Mm -hmm. I want to nap when he naps. Mm -hmm. But uh, just, it, yeah, it's been a great week. One thing I've learned is when you're busy and you kind of, I don't know, as women, we take on this role of being super women. Like mm -hmm. someone says, could you do this? Absolutely. 
could you do this? Absolutely. Meanwhile, you've got this already full plate and full cup and you're just like, oh, what am I going to do? And I was just gently reminded by the goddess this weekend, you know, oh, this week, you know, the same way that you treat your impulsiveness. Like I am a compulsive, like I'm impulsive when it comes to buying things. I take a photo of it. I sit on it and then I come back to it. The goddess just kindly reminded me, Belinda, I want you to do the same when it comes to people coming and wanting more of your time, more of your energy mm-hmm. that are asking more of what you have. I want you to sit on it. I want you to take a little bit of time and then come back because in that time I'm able to sit and think, you know what? Is this really worth extra money? Is this worth the extra sacrifice of time? Is this something that I can realistically do? Is it really something just because I can doesn't mean I should. And so that's what's in my life cup right now of taking in that insight and thinking, you know what? You're right. I'm such an impulsive person. So I'm I'm excited to see where that leads me. I personally think that it's going to free up my time so that I'm able to invest it more into the things that matter to me, that, mm-hmm. that build up my needs and, and the priorities that I have. And so I'm excited. That's what's in my cup. That is a powerful lesson. And you'll become more aware of what you're saying yes to and no to. And that will definitely free up time because we do. Sometimes we're just so, yep, I'll do that. Yep, yep, yep. And then your plate is just collapsing because there's so much stuff on it. It's like that commercial, which cracks me up. Have you seen that commercial <laughs> with the, this guy is like having a date at his home. He's serving spaghetti and he's made this wonderful meal that he's talking about. And he goes, but nothing ruins a great date night at home like a paper plate that won't hold your spaghetti. And I'm like, no, dude, nothing ruins a perfect date at home, like serving on a paper plate in the first place. (laughs) Come on, guy, step it up. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah. That's a good enough. That's a good thing because that's how I that's how I imagine it because I'm notorious for it. It's my paper plate. It's soggy. Like I don't even give yeah. it. I don't even give it a chance to go. Oh, this doesn't work. Let me go and get an acrylic plate or a different <laughs> plate or whatever. Let me let me have a, ch- a chance to breathe so I can set back up again healthy. Yeah, I've had yeah. a soggy, wet, greasy <laughs> plate for a couple weeks with way too and much. Funny enough, I just went. <laughs> I went and bought a new plate too, which is funny. I bought one for the baby, Paw Patrol, and I bought a bluey one for me. It goes along with the new moon ceremony of play. Play. And so, yeah, I don't eat off the serious plates with the adult (laughs) patterns. I eat off the bluey and bingo plates. I love that. I I think I need something like that. That sums up who I am right there. As long as your plate can hold what you're putting on it. There you go. That's the lesson. (laughs) Okay, so I just want to shine the starlight and maybe it should be sunlight this time because I want to just give a big emphasis to the fact that we turned the wheel of the year to summer last week. 
And if you didn't join us um, at our ceremony or you didn't listen to the Summer Solstice bonus episode, this is your chance, your reminder, your encouragement to really embrace this fiery energy that we are in the midst of now as we are in summer. So it's your reminder that you have six weeks and now almost, well, yeah, by the time this airs, it'll be five weeks before our first harvest. And so it is time to give your goals and the seeds that you planted earlier this year, whatever you are wanting to harvest come Lamas in August and then the big harvest at Maybon in September, only three months away. So what are you doing now to make those really abundant harvests? So that's your reminder. That's what I'm shining the sunlight on. I love that. So we invite you as well, before we start serving the tea, to hit the subscribe button below. So our new episodes are always queued up for you. Um, and follow us on the socials. Also, other listeners would love to know what you think about Starlight Tea. So please consider leaving a review and just sharing us with your friends and family. We'd appreciate it. Yes, we would. That's how we grow. So let's serve the tea on women's circles, ceremonies, and the connection of sistership. And I will start by saying I remember the first time I heard the words women's circles a few years ago and what my immediate reaction to it was. But I'm curious before I share, Belinda, i like to know when did you first hear about women's circles and what was your first reaction? Well, my first, I guess, opinion of women's circles was as an Australian, I thought that that's what women in America did at the pioneers gather around and they swap stories and stuff like that. And so it was actually with you, Christy, when you first introduced me to the concept of women's circles, I was like, Oh, is that what we're doing? It was, it was so much better than I thought. There was this sense of connection that I felt with people with strangers. I was a little nervous so I was like, what is expected? What am I supposed to do? What happens if I embarrass myself? But it was beyond my wildest dreams. And I actually look forward to them now of getting together with other women, especially with of Starlight and Moonbeams. So yeah, yeah, you were the person who introduced me to them. There was no knitting, no swapping of recipes, no crocheting, <laughs> no rocking chairs. <laughs> That might come in about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I will tell you, I first came across them a few years ago. Um, something came across my Facebook feed, I think it was. And I was just like, oh, who wants to sit around with a bunch of women? And just, you know, to me, it just reminded me of the grandmas sitting around and gossiping, you know, with their their knitting or their, you know, their coffee or whatever. And I was like, Oh, no, I don't want to do that. And then it just kept showing up in my feed. I was like, Okay, there's a reason for this, you know, because I always feel like I've curated my Facebook feed to the point that it's very rare that I get anything that really annoys me. Like people get so upset about social media and how, you know, it, it's an energy drain and everything. I've gotten mine to the point where it's an energy boost and not the shallow kind of dopamine hit that a lot of people get from social media. It's like, oh, who liked my post or, you know, anything like that. It's because in my feed, I have posts from very inspiring people and, you know, people that I know personally. 
as well as mentors and wisdom keepers and, you know, the, the people I may, who might not even be alive anymore, but they're, we're still sharing their wisdom. And so anyway, when I see what's in my feed, I kind of pay attention. And these women's circles just kept popping up, popping up. I actually did a mini course like to learn about them and everything. And I, I was still kind of eh, resisting it, the idea. And then at some point, I, I think I just had a, I'll say, quote unquote, free Saturday. I don't remember what the deal is. Or maybe it was a Friday. I just happened to not necessarily have to do anything that day. And there was this event going on about women's circles. And so I decided to join at a live event online. And I learned so much. And that's when I was like, oh, now I get it. So women's circles are not about sitting around the coffee table or the kitchen table and swapping gossip. I mean, that's not at all what it's about. It's about going back to the roots of what women did in ancient times. And yes, that might be sitting by the river as they wash their clothes, or it might be sitting around the shared pot, you know, the tribes, all the women would come together to cook what they gathered that day, what the men might have hunted and brought in, you know, they they had big community meals pretty much every night. And so yes, they yeah. were gathered around there to prepare that and eat. But what they were sharing was wisdom. It wasn't, you know, who's sleeping with who or who dared to wear that kind of fur skin or whatever. It was, you know, being the village that we all need to support each other. In today's world, we've been separated. And that's part of um, what's happened with the patriarchal religions that have vilified women and, you know, made it a bad thing when women get together. That's scary. And it's because we can be very powerful when women come together. And so they've separated us and eventually turned us against each other. You go back to the witch trials and, you know, that was women, women turning on other women. And we've just been taught that for so long. And so we've been driven apart and it's become more and more apparent in recent years how we need to come back together because that's what is missing in our world. And that's where the balance is off is bringing these women together. We are channeling and drawing in that divine feminine energy that we need to balance the world. And so, yeah, that was my first initial reaction was like, nope, nope, nope. I was, you know, like pushed away, resisting it. And now, like you said, I look forward to them. I need them. There is so much medicine in women's circles. Oh, yeah. Well, see, growing up, uh, you had your your circle of friends. And I just remember it just being catty and, and competitive and... Mm-hmm. Um, not as it, it can be nurturing. I'm only speaking from my own experience. And so when that's your background, that's how you've always viewed it. It's kind of dawning as an adult to come in and think, Ooh, am I going to find more and more of that? But I love what you said. It's that wisdom that we share with one another because we're all experiencing life and we mm-hmm. all experience it different. And it's just that way of kind of, locking arms in shoulder to shoulder and that companionship that reliance that we can have with each other I like that I like that a lot and I think it's extremely valuable yeah it's that connection 
And COVID, I think, is what really brought it to light because we all became so disconnected from each other and the world and life. And we're craving that, but in a different way than how we used to get it. And, you know, that's why women's circles have been becoming more and more popular. I think it's just because we are drawn to that. It's a different way, a deeper way of connecting, a more soulful way. And what you spoke about as far as the cattiness and the competition is the sister wound. And that carries on into adulthood. In fact, I think it amplifies in adulthood because now you're competing for jobs, yeah. you're competing for husbands. You get into all these quote unquote competitions of working moms versus stay at home moms. And you know, it's body image. Yes, yeah. body image. How you raise your kids, where you live. Like it seems every aspect of a woman's life turns into a potential sister wound. Yes, it, it, it does. Yeah, it's judgment and criticism, you know, and that's, again, that's conditioning that we've been taught that since we were young. I know I was taught you can't trust other women, you know, you they're, they're going to steal your boyfriend, they're going to lie to you, they're going to betray you, they're going to take your job. I mean, whatever it was, it's like, you can't trust other women, be friends with all the guys because they're a lot easier to get along with. There's just too much drama with women. I mean, social conditioning forever, and it doesn't have to be like that. And I think Women's Circles really teaches us that and shows us that if we can heal, and actually it helps us heal that wound. And when we do, the relationships that are there are just incredibly beautiful and authentic. They're real. I, I, I love them. I know. So I did a sistership leadership class, a circle leadership class with sistership circles last fall. And it was a weekly class. And I will tell you, there are weeks that I'm just like, because they were on Mondays. And it's just like, it's been a tough day already, a tough week already. And, you know, this is the last thing I want to do is now take time out of my busy schedule to sit around with other women. <laughs> and it was very judgmental <laughs> and critical at the time. It didn't take me but a couple of weeks to realize that every time I felt that way, by the time we were done with our circle, I was just incredibly grateful that I did it because the medicine is yeah. always there. And regardless of what the topic is, because that's a lot of times what you're thinking is like, oh, well, this doesn't apply to me or I, I'm not interested in that. But it doesn't matter because it's the underlying medicine that's there. And it's what whatever you need. Yeah, whatever you need is going to come through. And you've noticed that too, right? We had that, uh, the new moon uh, ceremony circle that we had. It was about play. And I had just come out of meltdown and I just, I just didn't feel it and I didn't want to bring other people down in the circle and like you said the medicine is there even if if you don't think it can relate to you somehow what you need to feel what you need to hear to lift you up it comes mm -hmm. and I think that's the thing that I love the most about circle too I, I was just thinking back to the last one we did where there, these are women who are from different walks of life, different uh, ages, different places. And there's something to be said where we share just a little bit about ourselves. And then you see everyone go, yeah, like mm -hmm. you see it. You may not hear them say that, but the nodding and the the, the affirming that, oh my gosh, you're not alone. I feel that too. And it gives you that permission to relax, to breathe and to, to not be so critical and judgmental of yourself even. 
And mm-hmm. there's so much power that comes from that of just knowing that you're not alone in this experience. And that's one of the greatest medicines that I take out of circle that no matter how shitty, no matter what's going on, that I can come and meet with these women. And for that brief moment of time, I can let down my load and I can just be, and I'm, it's, it's powerful, 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 powerful. Yes. You feel seen. You feel, you know, because especially as women, we go through our day and we are doing so much And like we were just talking about earlier, and then you're asked to do more and you never feel really seen like what your struggles are and what you're dealing with because you're always serving everybody else. And so, yeah, and women's circle. And that's the one thing I like about it is all judgment and even feedback is left at the door. We are there to witness each other, not to give advice, not to give solutions, because then you start getting into that tightness and that tension. This is a time to just let go. And I will say there are different types of circles. um, And sometimes, yeah, it might be more of a reflective type of circle where you do want advice and you are asking for it. That serves a purpose as well because you're coming to women who have been in your place before, who can relate, who are compassionate, you have this connection, you can trust what they're going to share with you as a reflection of what's worked for them or as another perspective. So yeah, there's there's also women's circles like that and they can be very beneficial as well. And then there are the ones that are really just about being able to let go, be witnessed without having to have a solution or, you know, because it actually teaches you to trust your own wisdom because it's all right there inside you anyway. And it allows that wisdom to come up all on its own. And I know I've had that experience so many times. I think that's it. Like you said, it's the intention of it. Like I've, we've done women's circles with retreats very different feel the container is the same but different feel but as opposed to when we come together in ceremony to celebrate sabbaths or to celebrate the new moon and things like that it's a very different feel but Mm -hmm. the medicine is still there and so and i like what you said especially when it's ceremonial it's an opportunity for us to be seen to let go and tap like to know that we can tap into that intuition to our own innate magic without having to worry about, oh, do I have to say the right thing? Or what happens if I say the wrong thing to someone? Like, there's none of that pressure. That's what it is. It's releasing that pressure pressure gauge so that we can tap into our own, like, tap into the divine, tap into our intuition. But yeah, it goes back to intention. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the circle, what's the intention of the circle? And I've right. been part of many, and they're all, they're all beneficial. Yes, they are. And they're all beautiful experiences. The ones I've been in, you know, even ones that I, like I said, you know, especially that one that was so structured and the the priestess program I'm in now, you know, we have learning circles, we have mentorship circles, we have temple circles, and they're all different, but they're all that safe container where you are stepping out of your busy day and your real world and stepping into a place where you can just exhale and just let all that craziness go and just put it to the side for an hour or two so you can refill your cup and that's 
what we always say, you know, with of starlight and moonbeams is keep your cup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. And that's what these do. And so, yeah, to me, they've been a real vehicle for healing that sister wound and realizing, you know, that not all women out there are going to stab you in the back, that there are women who you end up forming a sistership with and sistership, you know, sisterhood and relationships. So I love that word sistership. And so the difference between, we'll talk about that because you did bring it up, um, circles and ceremonies. So ceremonies, at least for us, I think, for the what we do with of Starlight and Moonbeams, ceremonies are for a particular event, basically. So we have our new moon ceremonies. Yeah. We have our um, Sabbath ceremonies or solar holidays when we turn the wheel of the year. And so those are to mark that time. And what energy is at play at that time and what we want to bring into our lives. And they are a different kind of feel because they are, I think, and as we've grown, you know, bringing in more of that divine and that sacred energy and also that bigger energy that's at play. It's less about sharing individually what's going on and more about the collective and, you know, how we're all coming together to improve our own lives, but also, you know, do our part in lifting the world and being that light in the world. And so ceremonies hold a very special place to me and I'm excited to do even more of them. I mean, that's why I'm doing this, this priestess program. The particular one that I'm doing is to learn how to do more ceremonies because to me, those are just, ah, they hit me in the heart and the soul and they just feel so good. I love your ceremonies. I've been in other people's ceremonies and and I've loved them all, but there's something about your ceremonies that just, they resonate so, so much with me and I enjoy it. And one thing I, I learned this, uh, this past week was the intention that we come to ceremony with is so important. I got stuck at work and here I thought that I wouldn't be able to participate in our summer solstice, but it was just as meaningful. You know, the world ceased to exist. It's 105 degrees outside my car and I'm in a parking lot of a grocery store. But to me, again, it goes back to what you said of laying down my burdens, laying down what's happening, coming together with these other beautiful women and participating in something that holds meaning to me. We were able to together tap into the beautiful energy of the summer solstice uh, to feel empowered and to get that. I, I feel like it was like this nice, cool, refreshing drink in the middle of summer mm. of just filling up your energy. So, you know, and yeah, uh, I remember closing my eyes at one point to, uh, during journey and then opening and realizing, oh, crap, I'm in my car. And <laughs> And so I, I share that just if you're like me who thinks, oh, no, the only way that I can do anything like this is if I'm at home in front of something doing it. No, you can hold ceremony. You can hold circle wherever. Um, mm-hmm. Ideally, it's good to be at home or in your sacred space. But don't let that keep you if you're somewhere else because you're also a sacred space. You also hold right. the divine and if your intention and your mindset and you're able to do it, then, then yeah, make it work. And it was beautiful. Such a beautiful ceremony on the summer solstice. Yeah. So that's that my way back- of plugging. If you're 
have time and you're wanting to enjoy a women's circle, whether it's the first time or it's not your first time, or ceremony, I highly recommend anything from a Starlight and Moomin, specifically from Christy, because she brings this energy, this sweet spirit, this sacredness to her ceremonies, a reverence to it that you know that it's important. And so, oh, that's that's the goal. The way you were saying just brings us back to you are the magic and you are the temple. I mean, you can create sacred space wherever you are because it is all about intention. And, you know, as long as you can be in a place where you can block out the rest of the world and slip into that inner sacred space, for one, you can have your own ceremony, but you can also join, you know, like you said, I I love that you brought that up, that you did this one from your car. (laughs) I, I asked you afterwards, I was like, so how was that? And you you said it was just as great. So I just hope that our listeners, other women will start to realize the value of these circles and ceremonies and how much more beautiful and I'm going to say easier, but easier as in like moving through life with more ease, not easier, like all your problems are going to go away. Yeah. But, you know, it, it makes life a little bit easier to move through, to navigate, because you have this time that you take for yourself, you refilled your cup to overflowing, but you also just have this sistership that you're forming with other women. And that can be so powerful. And it's time that we turn away from the idea that all other women want to do is steal your man and your house and your job and get back to women. All other women are just other reflections of the goddess. That's all we each are, are reflections of the goddess. And when we see that and can connect with them and remember that they are divinely human, they still have their human things, but so do we, so do each of us, you know, but we can find that connection and it is just such a much better way to go through life than those previous, you know, you think back to your teens and your twenties at the nightclubs and, you know, you you and your, your little circle of friends are like judging all the other girls there and everything. And right. You lose a piece of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And And by reconnecting and tapping back into that divine and being, finding that group of sisters, that sistership, you find yourself again, you find the power that you had inside, you find your strength. Mm -hmm. It's just invaluable. Like you said, just to take that time for yourself to recharge because as women, we don't, we're often the very last on the totem pole of our priorities. Yeah. And it, it's very easy for us to be buried under what we think we're supposed to do. And so coming to circle, coming to ceremony and connecting with other women, it's just a power, this medicine, we said it before, it's just yeah. a powerful way to reconnect. Yeah. Like I can, I can't imagine my life without it now. And same. And I look so forward to it now. It's like, I, I'm going to carve this time out to it. And not just because I'm delivering it. I mean, even for others, you know, I am going to make this time because it has made such a big difference in my life in creating the life that I want and being the kind of person that I want to be. It's, it's just been huge. And so we encourage you. And this isn't just about plugging our own ceremonies and circles because there are likely ones happening around you locally 
if in-person is more your thing, if you feel weird getting on a camera with strange women, there are likely ones online or offline, locally in your area that you can, you and a girlfriend that you do trust, you can go do together. Um, or maybe you, you're longing for that personal connection with other women and that's a way to find them. And so, you know, you can just look up women's circles in your area. Um, you can look up on Meetup or just Google Leadership Circle website you could go to as they ha- they list a lot of their certified sister leaders, their circles there, um, or find one online, you know, whether it's ours or somebody else's, do it in another way. It's invaluable. And I really have come to believe that it's necessary that we all need it yeah. in our lives. I agree wholeheartedly. So Belinda, what's your starburst this week? Um, This week, I wanted to talk a little bit about the legend planner. I believe, again, you keep recommending me all these good things. I hope you get like was it royalties from all the recommends that you recommendations <laughs> I gave wish. me? Because <laughs> once again, I love this. As someone who needs to keep has a busy life and to keep things focused on what my needs, my goals, my priorities are, so I can plan my life out. This is an excellent planner. I really like it. It's called the Legend Planner. And you it starts by what your mission is, what your priorities, what your uh, goals. It breaks them down instead of, I'm someone who says, oh, well, my goal is this. But then it breaks it down further. And I thought that this would be fitting for, um, especially because we just went through summer solstice, is we're in a whole bunch of growth right now. Are we focused? Uh, are we focused to accomplish all the seeds that we planted from the beginning of the year? Do we need to maybe change tactics? Is there something that we've forgotten? Is there something else that's needed? This is just a great way because like you, Christy, I plan on looking at it from season to season. So I'm going to start my planner of what am I, what do I hope to accomplish from now until the, the first of the harvest? And it's just neat. You've got things that breaks it down into the day, goals for the week, habit, work to do, personal to do. I like that their personal, their to-do list is only like five spaces mm-hmm. as opposed to my remember the Crowley list of you sign the contract <laughs> and it rolls out for a mile mm-hmm. you know it just if you're someone like me who needs that extra help when it comes down to really getting to the nitty-gritty and keeping focused legend planner and I will let you know in six months or in three months how I'm doing with that because it's it's great I like it I do too I mean what about you Christy Okay, I am going to give a starburst to Regina Wamba. She is a cover designer and an amazing graphic artist, but also a teacher. And she designed all of our covers for Havenwood Falls. In fact, she's designed uh, so many of my books covers over the years. And she is just, you know, the top of the top, the cream of the crop. (laughs) Right. But what she's really doing now, which I love, is teaching others who want to learn how to create not just book covers, but marketing materials, um, whatever you need graphics for, she and photography as well. If that 
is how you do your magic or you are interested in learning to create that kind of magic when it comes to the visual presentation of things. She is your girl to learn from. And so her website is therebelliouscreative.com. I think you can also find her at reginawamba.com, but that's more for her services if you're an author or someone in need of photography or something. But therebelliouscreative.com is where her classes are. And and she's she's just has such great energy and humor and you know everyone just raves about her classes so I personally haven't taken one I think you have uh Belinda but yeah she's fantastic yeah and I I just know that she would be just knowing her as a person as a designer she's an intuitive designer which I love I've talked to her about this about how she really you know when she's working with someone to create a book cover or something else she really taps into her intuition and you can tell because it's always like how did you know what I had in my head I mean you you, you just created it how did you know that and yeah she she uses her her gifts for the world for that. So one thing I would say about her, when you're talking about women lifting other women up, she's definitely yes. someone that I think of. Uh, she's all about empowering others as well. So yeah. she's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving another deliciously magical cup of tea. Remember, you can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email at hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.